0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Weber. What's up, what's up, guys? Hey, Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And we have a great podcast for you. We, see, it feels like we just did a podcast because we it's did, great, isn't it? Yeah, we did it's two great. days ago. Uh, if you haven't checked out our mock draft lottery edition, go check that out. We won't run through fourteen. It was an hour long. It was a fun time, it was boys. Over an hour long. It was
1: over an hour. Yeah, it was an hour, hour we fifteen.
0: We, it was an hour fifteen. But uh, today, we're still gonna be talking about draft. We got two draft topics uh, specifically about the Celtics and the Lakers, and then we'll be talking about LeBron and GOAT discussion because this man will defend Michael Jordan to the day he dies. He's the GOAT. And I feel Greatest
2: like all time sports GOAT.
0: And I feel like it's going to be a, a, a fun discussion mm-hmm. when we get into it, but let's get into the Celtics. The Celtics topic that we'll be talking about today is should the Celtics trade the number one pick? Everyone was talking about it in their mock draft. Everyone was mentioning it. Uh, I think Paul Pierce, you even mentioned, mm-hmm. said that the Celtics should be trading it for Jimmy Butler or just trading it in general. I don't know if it was specific, mm-hmm. suspic- uh, specifically for Jimmy Butler. Christ. Uh, But we do have a couple comments from that mock draft that I want to throw in, and then I'll put the question out to you guys. Uh, So first off from Azell Cox, he commented, Celtics should trade the picks. What do do we know about Fultz? Super talented college team, won nine games. They weren't that talented. He did not have that... Loaded up a team It was Markell And that was about it He had Theibel And I think that was about The only other decent and player And it'd nice team. To mention
2: that Yeah exactly I can't name anyone From that Washington Because
0: they were bad uh, He said are you kidding me Love the kids game But that's bad Trade the pick For a proven commodity Go and get Jimmy Butler And find a rebounding big man They do not need a point guard Isaiah Thomas needs a partner Fultz won't be ready to play Championship ball For another four years At the very least When most of these players Will be out of their primes When you have a window open You don't assume It will stay open For years to come You play for right now Love what you guys do. thanks azelle. we uh, we always see comment and we gotta mm-hmm. give you a shout out because that was a very uh, well put comment mm-hmm. as well. But then to on the flip side, Nathaniel Lafail King commented Celtics aren't trading the pick. Do you guys know anything about Danny age? So looking at this, we obviously know Danny age bringing in a ton of commodities, bringing in a ton of picks, bringing a ton of assets in mm-hmm. and then trying to build up a, a superpower for for the future, hasn't traded away any of those uh, assets that he brought in from the nets and then looking on azel Cox's side he does make a decent point about you know, People are going to be out of their primes. When will these guys be ready? So, looking at all of that, Ricky, I'm going to go to you first. Should the Celtics trade the number one overall pick?
2: I would think about it, and it's one of the things where I'm not saying like, yeah, for sure, go and trade it. But the thing that I love most about Azell's comment is the part where he says it's going to take Fultz because that's the one uh, the everyone thinks that that's who they're going to pick. It's going to take him four years, and it doesn't matter who you pick there, it's going to take him four years I don't know to develop into what we want them to be, and that is someone that can contribute to a championship team. I mean, the one thing with, I'm going to use Jalen Brown, and I know it's not the best example because LeBron James is the best player in basketball right now, but even with him, year one, they tried to stick him on LeBron in game one of the series, and it didn't do anything. Now, granted, nothing did anything, no matter who so they went out. So it the best performance. It was the best, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't great. I mean, LeBron, LeBron still, still dropped the 38. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the thing I look at is, and Paul Pierce is the one I really side with, is if you think your window is open now and you want to go for it, I mean— you can't sit there and go, well, you know what? The window's going to be open a while because, yeah, the Nationals thought that in baseball with Steven Strasburg and their window closed on him. So, I mean, with this, it could be the same thing. You don't know what's going to happen with IT's future. If he's going to be a Celtic, past that contract. You don't know what is going to happen with the development of Jalen Brown. You're hoping he's going to develop into something nice and Boston fans are really hyped up for that. You just don't know what the future holds and having another pick that's going to need to develop when you can trade it to get a proven commodity to help you win now and make that window na- like proven now when it's open, mm-hmm. I would lean towards that.
0: Dave, I know you're on the, the side of don't trade at all, keep the pick. Am I, though? Draft I? Am I'm I? assuming because it's the We Agree podcast. I, I'm sort of... Uh sort of on the other side for once. It's yep. kinda weird. And why are you on the side of, of Ricky here? At um, least at least thinking about it. Not I'm, saying they for sure tra- yeah, should no, trade it.
1: I I think it's up for real consideration because what I have seen this uh season out of the Celtics with uh El Horford, Isaiah Thomas leading them, is a team that honestly they are closer than I expected to uh, the Cavaliers. I know that's hard to say after watching that game one blowout. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, that was them after a seven game series on a night's rest. It was not ideal conditions for them. But then also the Cavs haven't played in a, over a week. I mean, they were rust. They should have been rusty. Should have been rusty, but they, they were anything but. No, um, but no. The thing is, you have to look at window is is the magical word here. And with Isaiah Thomas under contract for one more guaranteed year, then it's the uh, UFA year. But the good news is you have Avery Bradley for that year as well, and then looking forward, you have Jay Crowder locked down for several years. Jalen Brown still on that rookie deal, obviously, and you have Horford for the long term future. You have Rozier and Smart with each another year. So it's like I'm looking at this team. I go next year, yes. The year after, they're going to probably have to offer Thomas a max contract and Bradley a not a not a full max, but but a pretty well compensation package. Mm-hmm probably but, max with but the way at that he plays point, at that point though i mean we're looking at you know next year if they could add a, a sizable piece uh serious contributor instead of that number one overall pick i think that helps them push further and i think that going forward if you have another guy there i'm just i i think al horford's exceed my expectations i think isaiah thomas has exceed everyone's expectations and Rather than you know be the 76ers and wait forever and never pull the trigger on this is our time, this is our window, I think what they put together is a really good timetable. And with guys like Jalen Crowder on a bargain contract, you have to take advantage of that. Jalen Brown, I think, um, actually, he looked really good in that first game, and I'm surprised he hasn't gotten more time this year. So I think he's someone who's going to have a great second year. So I really want to go the all-in now. Because I don't know if you're going to have that, like, you know, here's our window with the young guys with a great mix, and I just – I know it's a for sure answer, and I don't know what's going to happen in the future.
0: I think that I, I understand where you guys are coming from, and I'm not disagreeing. But again, you have to think about the LeBron window as well. LeBron right now is in his 14th season; he's 32 years old, and the man looks better. He's Benjamin than ever. Buttoning. I right mean, now. right now, again, in the postseason, and I want to make sure I'm getting the stats right because it's utter, utterly ridiculous what he's doing in the postseason right now. LeBron is putting up uh, 34.8 points per game, nine rebounds, and eight uh, you know, 7.1 assists per game. I mean, yeah. he is absolutely unreal right now, and he's been unreal for the past. I mean, since he came into the league in mm-hmm. 2003. I mean, LeBron, and we'll get to it later with the the GOAT discussion, LeBron is one of the best players that we've ever seen. Greats in NBA court. One of the greatest, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not the greatest, uh, but definitely for sure. The greatest right, right now. Right now, for sure. Easily. And, he, and he's been easily the best player in the NBA for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, ever since Kobe took his fall. Yep. Um, so looking at this, I mean, you still have to face the LeBron window. And that's why I'm on the side of, of Nathaniel here where he says, Celtics aren't trading the pick. Do you guys know anything about Annie Ainge? Danny Ainge but, here. No, hold on. Danny Ainge here. He he's. You know, combined all these assets here, and he had a chance last year to get Jimmy Butler. He had a chance when this team was looking good, and this team was you know in the same position. You saw the f- the flashes from Isaiah Thomas to get them to where they were last year in the playoffs. You know, obviously they didn't take them too far into the playoffs. They had a chance to get uh, Jimmy Butler with a third overall pick, and now you have the number one overall pick in such one of the deepest drafts we've seen, and you already have that Nets Nets pick for the year after as well. Mm-hmm. And we know the Nets aren't anything special here. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be the one again. I would, they'll have. <laughs> A chance at least in the lottery. I mean, you, they will it, be a lottery team. They'll yeah. be a lottery team. And then you also look at this, um, you know, I, I, and we'll get to who they'll trade for, but it's more of. Uh, you know this is something where they're building past LeBron and Avery Bradley's still young, Jay Crowder still young, Isaiah it's something where he's going to be 30 years old getting a max contract which is going to be for 5 years and then uh, you know I don't know well, if if I, he
1: gets a max contract he's going like, to get a max traded, contract yeah. unless he goes down with some horrific injury he's a max contract and then,
0: and then there if he goes down with the you know a horrific injury then you're you're screwed because he is the guy that you're building around he's your your number one piece and if you have the big 3 of Thomas, let's say Butler or X player and then Horford Mm-hmm. That all just comes crumbling down. I just I just feel like that's going to crumble down, you know, if you're building it so heavily on these three guys where younger players like Fultz, Brown, you could build those guys up alongside a great team that you know might not have a chance to 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 contend with uh LeBron and the Cavs.
2: Well, and the thing that I was going to say in the middle years, and you mentioned the LeBron James window, and we've talked about that before, but the thing I've been starting to think about when it comes to the LeBron James window is Great, you can draft Fultz, it'll take him time to develop. Oh, cool, by the time he's ready to go, maybe the LeBron James window is closed and we don't have to deal with him anymore. But, okay, that gets you to the finals. What's the other window that's a little bit more open, time-wise, than LeBron, it's
0: the Warriors. But then again, you have to look at the contract situation. Steph's about to get a max contract. Steph's about to get paid. KD is going to need to get paid. Draymond, Clay, all of those players are going to need to be, get paid. You gonna, don't know how deep that team's going to be outside the top work, four. They're
2: going to work it out to where, yeah, they're not going to keep all four of them, but KD would be the one that's... The one left out.
0: Okay, but then again, KD has had injury problems before. Uh, Curry has in, had injury problems before. That is something that can go down. I mean, that's something that we don't we haven't seen sustained for what has it been? Uh, 14 years now for LeBron James, and
1: that's why I think you have to go for it because you can't account for other teams'
0: injuries. We've mm-hmm. seen
1: guys like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love both went down last year, mm-hmm. and if there's a team like the Celtics this year. They had a shot against them. They absolutely would be able to take it too. But, but what my thing so is is
0: that you don't have to worry about in, injuries down the line. You can just be the best team. You could be right. the team that people are preparing for.
1: It's just frustrating because if you say say you go for uh, Markel Fultz, number one, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue. It's you have Markel Fultz, you have Jalen Brown, and by the time they're hitting their prime, you're on the last year of like a Jay Crowder and. Question mark for the rest of your entire team. You also have to take in, that's though. That's your core. They
0: can go out and get free agents. So they also have that Nets pick again, which could turn into a, another top five pick.
1: Potentially, yes. I understand that. It's just a point of, like, if not now, then when? And I think, yeah, we have to look at windows, but at the same time, it's like, you can't just say... Uh we don't want to win for the next 4 years because
0: we're rebuilding
1: still. Well, but are, but let me
0: throw this out. Are they going to win? On, but are they going to be winning for 4 years because right now you look at this team without that third piece, they're still in the Eastern Conference and finals, that's what I want to throw out there. We talk that?
2: about chance and we talk about chance injuries. If the Bulls didn't have one,
0: Celtics might not even be here.
2: It's Up fair. 2-0. I agree with Wilbon. We probably would have won that series if Rondo didn't go down.
0: It's interesting to think about what would happen with Rondo, but then again, you would just have to go and address that. And Maybe a guy like Mark Fultz could change the pace because he is a well, bigger guard, 6'5". It, it
2: makes you think, Like, and you were making the point of, well, look at where they are now. They're competing. Well, are they really there? Are they really there? Or should we be taking this as a, well, they had to struggle in that first round series. Yeah, the second round was a game of seven. If John Wall would have showed up, for one game, they would have lost that series But too. I, I think
0: it's something where you know, getting a player like that's Jimmy Butler—not at
2: John Wall—he just didn't show I, up on the road. I think half, it's just
0: something yeah. where you look at you look at this, and I think that the gap between the Celtics and the Cavs right now is way too big. And if you get a Jimmy Butler, maybe it's a six-game competitive series. But I don't think you're going to jump the Cavs at all because LeBron James is showing he's the best player in the world, and I don't see that window closing. Anytime soon, and that's why I go back to Azell's point, where mm-hmm. you know he says you should trade the picks. However, I look at that Markel Fultz comment, where he says he won't be ready for four years. I don't know if I, you know, maybe he's talking about his prime, which that that I understand. That, well, I, take, that I agree. It with. takes
2: guys years to. Well, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, yeah. but, uh, you
0: know, he's not going to be a guy that's going to be second year. He's going to be mm-hmm. an All NBA player, but still, he's he could be a guy that can score twenty he's points so, in his second someone,
1: year. Depending on the system, and
0: I will say, it's on a great on team the... like like the Celtics, it might give him a chance.
1: I don't think he would be a twenty point scorer in a second year. Celtics, but,
0: but that, that's with Isaiah off the team. Potentially, it's, then, yes. I'm saying they don't re sign Isaiah, then Markel's their guy. And then
1: you're just stuck with an old Horford
0: a- as your L's leader. L's not that old. He's old. L's not that old. He's old. L is not that old, especially not in two years. He's not going to be that old. They wouldn't sign him to a four year contract. In two if he was years, that
2: old. he'll be 32.
0: That's not that old. That's kind of old. That's not that. LeBron's thirty-two <laughs> right now. You LeBron can't is a comparison. No, I know I can't compare Al <laughs> Horford to LeBron. But LeBron's thirty-two right now. But He's well, a freak. The, the point I, I'm, I'm aiming at. That's is, like that's like end of prime. Mm-hmm. Guys can still yeah, be all I'm stars after that. their prime. No, no, Paul assault too. Twenty-seven
1: to know. thirty-two is fine. Like yeah. that's uh, totally reasonable in today's NBA with the way players
0: take care of their bodies. And my, and my Horford point, isn't a guy who like damages body. Right. My point is
1: is it doesn't have to be someone like Jimmy Butler. If they could make a deal for someone who really wants that number one, they could dip back a little bit in this deep draft and get value and maybe get someone who can actually fucking rebound. Okay, let's get into that question. Because that solves their problem. Maybe like the guy I had them taking number one.
0: Let's get into this question here because I think that's the biggest question is who should they trade for? Because I'm on the side that they shouldn't trade because I think what they should do is you take Markel Fultz, you go hard. You bring out the Tom Brady's. You bring out the Big Poppies. <laughs> you bring out all of these guys. You bring out Brad Stevens. Mm-hmm. You bring back Matt Howard somehow. You sign him as a bench coach. You say, hey, Gordon Hayward, remember what it was like in college when you had Coach K and, and you, you, you had Coach K on the ropes and you just needed that one shot? Well, let's give you that other guy and you can go after you know, Steph Curry So he can KD. miss a half-court
2: shot against LeBron? No, I'm saying
0: he's gonna have a better <laughs> shot with a better team. He's not playing with scrubs like right. Matt Howard. And, and now that and he can be offered that ridiculous contract... You know the option is the super, is max. There. The that's super what, max. Exactly, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is is now he's a cheaper contract. We're, we'll talk, get into that with Paul George as well. Um, that you know he's not going to get that whatever like 244 million. He lost like, that. On like $70 million yeah, or something it, crazy. I think, it's, I think instead of 244 million, not making the All NBA team, it's going to be 170 million for the yeah. Jazz to get him. Where I think with the Celtics, it's 133 the max contract they can add him. So if he doesn't think Utah, and I'm not trying to throw Utah fans under the bus or Utah under the bus, I think Utah's a great mm-hmm. team. But you look mm-hmm. at Boston; they have maybe a, a easier window to get through. Because you don't have to go through the Spurs. You don't have to go through the Warriors. Just say you don't have, the have to East, go through the... easier to get there. I'm just explaining. Yeah. The, you don't have to go through the Warriors. You don't have to go to the Spurs. You don't have to go through the Rockets. You just have to go through the Celtics. And going to a team where you have Isaiah Thomas for one year, you will be you know the three guy guard, guard, guarding LeBron. You'll have Al Horford who won't be 32 years old. He'll be 31 years old. You'll have Markel Fultz. You'll have Avery Bradley. You'll have Jay Crowder. You'll have Jalen Brown. That's a really deep team, and you could still go out and draft someone hopefully who can rebound, or, or you know go into free agency and hopefully get someone yep. who can rebound. So. Looking at this, I think that's the easier way to go to. I think that's the smarter route to go to than trading a guy, or trading for a guy like Jimmy Butler, Paul George, whose contracts will be coming up sooner, and you'll have Gordon Hayward for longer and control him for longer. But what are your thoughts on who they should go after? That's why it I all, think the main reason they shouldn't trade the number one.
2: Pick. It all depends on to me. It comes back to it because if I'm going out there and I'm giving, you've got Al Horford already making mm-hmm. twenty six point five million this year, then twenty seven point seven. By the time he gets to the end, if he takes that player option, it's at 30 mil. Cap will go up, though. Cap will go up. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to sign Hayward to, I would assume it'd be a max deal if, a that he would Without get. A doubt. Um, first off, it goes, will you have the money for Isaiah? You won't. And then if you magically somehow do... Yeah,
1: you'd have to dump a lot. But yeah. You'd have
2: to dump a lot. And do you want to do that? Whereas if you can trade for a guy who, like a Jimmy Butler or a PG three, PG-13, those are the ones that are going through my head because with Jimmy Butler, you have a little bit more control with the um, contract because he's not up right away. The only thing with PG-13 is you get him for a year and then you have to renegotiate. But it gives you that year to think about PG-13 might not be the best choice because then you got Isaiah and PG-13 both becoming well, and, free agents in the same and year. the
0: maxes will go up. Yeah, it's just going to keep going up mm-hmm. and up. Where you can yeah. get Gordon Hayward for cheaper right now compared to a Paul George max contract. Um, the year after that, and I look at this right now. Right now they have ninety one million dollars in cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's going to go down to twenty mil. Um, it, you know because Gerald Green's going to be a, a free agent, James Young's going to be a free agent, Kelly Olynyk's going to be a restrictive free agent, Jonas Sarepko's going to be a, a, a free agent, Amir Johnson's going to be a free agent. Then Tyler Zeller has. Eight million. That's non-guaranteed. Demetrius Jackson has uh, one point three million. That's non-guaranteed. And George Mickey that's one point four and non-guaranteed. So they can get rid of cap to sign Gordon Hayward and signed uh, sign another player that could be that rebounder for him. Because right, Tyler it's just Zeller a is the following
1: year when it's Isaiah's turn.
0: But that's what I'm saying is you're not going to re-sign him. That, I, yeah. I I think that you should if, not re-sign. Isaiah Thomas. And yeah, let him walk. I,
1: I could see the plan where, yeah, if you take uh, Mark Fultz now and you are able to get Gordon Hayward, then yeah, you don't really have the option to go full in on Isaiah Thomas without making some crazy moves. So that I could see that working out, but then you've got you know Marcus Smart basically is your um, you know veteran guard. So, I, I think he's kind of something good to work well, with. Well,
0: Avery Bradley will still be there, too. I mean, I'm saying know, you, you re Well, that's where Mar- Markel Fultz will hopefully yeah. be ready in that, in that time. Two years should be enough time where, all right, you're the number one pick. You should be ready. You should yep. be ready to go and take over this team. I, I think that this window is open for the Celtics. And especially, you look at Gordon Hayward, he's a guy that, you know, he won't be a, a ball handler or a point forward, but he's a guy who can handle the ball. And, you know, he's not a he's not a terrible decision-making. He can run the offense a little bit. Yeah, um, that's fair. And hopefully, you know, Markel Fultz can run the offense by that time. You know, I don't think Marcus Mart will be starting. And then I look at that, Two years down the line, if Isaiah is gone, you have Markel Fultz, you have uh, Avery Bradley, you have Gordon Hayward, you have hopefully a, a power forward that can rebound, or you put Al there and then get a center that can hopefully rebound. And I think that right there could take on the LeBron James and Cleveland Cavaliers because then again, Marcus Smart will still be on this team, Jalen Brown will be coming off the bench, um, you know, you, uh, Terry Rezier will still be there as well. So you still have a deep bench, and you'll still be signing guys as well. Maybe ring chasers will be going there, people who just want to take down LeBron Kingsley. It's
1: interesting that you have uh, Jalen Brown coming off the bench still at that point because that would be his third year at that point. Well,
0: where are you going to start him if you sign Gordon Hayward?
1: I'm just saying it's it's one of those situations where you know, there's a lot of hype around Jalen Brown, his
0: development, so I'm not him saying, being a six man, not being able to leave his team. I'm not saying that's anything <laughs> against Jalen Brown. I'm just saying I'm saying trying to start a little fun with the Celtics. I'm just saying I'd rather well, take Gordon Hayward over oh, Jalen yeah. Brown, I which I don't he'll think he'll anyone's going to yep. argue against.
2: And the thing that I look at is one of the guys that I think of, and I'm looking at those back where I said where it's either Jimmy Butler or PG-13 are the guys you would trade for. Mm-hmm. Icing of, of course, you were like, well, I wouldn't trade for Butler because you said he's not a, what is it, dominant player, a prime player? Number one. Number one player. He's not a number one. He's, a it's okay. um, he's a B. But the thing that I, like, if you're sitting there going, we need to take down LeBron, why not try to draft a guy who, one, is praised for his defensive ability, and number two, helped his team go, and I know LeBron, I think, didn't play all the games, but... 4 0 against LeBron this okay, year.
0: What would you rather have? A 6'5, 19 year old guard or a 30 year old guard who's 5'9, and while he is absolutely fantastic, you're going to have to pay a max contract where you can have that 19 year old on a five year contract. That 6'5, 19 year old I
1: mean, guard was also Michael Carter Williams, but
0: I'm not going to go down that also, road. But also, he's mean, not Michael Carter Williams, and Michael
1: well, Carter Williams was not. How wasn't do we know number,
0: that? Marco, Michael Carter Williams also wasn't the number one overall pick. Know, he was just, just 6'5. I know. Well, that's all you said about him. Lonzo's 6'6. So I, six, six. I see it. more Michael Carter Williams and uh, Lonzo than Mark Hell
1: Fultz. But no, I, I think Ricky's on to something, but not in the direct way of Contracts the controllable.
2: One. You have them until 2020. That's Jimmy Butler, by the way.
1: I, I but think then Gordon f- Hayward is
0: also controllable for longer.
1: For longer, yeah But, yes. for, uh, a but Gordon Hayward money. is not as good defensively as Jimmy Butler is. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler is That's known true. to go 1-1 with LeBron. He has that history. He has that ability. He's shown it under crunch time. So I, I have more faith in Jimmy Butler. But I think that something that we haven't really talked about is, is you know trading the pick, but not— for a superstar right now, is for a a spot a little bit further back and gain additional value. As long as we're talking rebuild, Mm -hmm. you might as well go all in on this rebuild and go maybe Philadelphia. Maybe the Colangeles are still crazy and are going to say, have our Lakers pick next year and our number three, and we'll swap you for the number one, and they can go get themselves somebody else and have
0: more picks next year. The one thing, this isn't a rebuild for the Celtics. It's a retooling. It's retooling. it's, It's a retooling. They are retooling their their their, uh, their roster because a rebuild is do, do rebuilding you, everything back up from the ground. They're in not theory, doing that. is there
1: anyone on this team now who would be on the team when they hit their prime after this? Jalen Brown,
0: Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, Al Horford will still be there. That's four of them right there, and the two other players you're adding is I, Markel Fultz and Gordon Hayward.
1: I disagree with a couple of those, but okay. Well, who do you disagree with?
0: I think that. I'm it, saying you're going to resign Avery Bradley. Jay Crowder's still locked up. You look at Jalen Brown, he's going to be locked up and he's going to be a restricted free agent, so he's going to stay around. El Horford's locked up. He's going to stay there.
1: I think Bradley's probably not going to get resigned. I think that somebody else is going to offer him more money.
0: I think they'd be stupid not to resign him. And, and it, also, the Celtics are in the position to offer him the most money and most years. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's something where the Celtics, if, you know, again, I'm not looking at cap. We don't know what the cap mm-hmm. will be uh, when, when his contract comes up and IT's contract comes up, but it's something where Avery Bradley is younger. Avery Bradley is a defensive specialist. He is a guy that can shoot from three, and he's not your star, but he is a really great player. And I think that you're drafting a guy in Markel Fultz who is your star and will be there after those LeBron days, where Isaiah, we're talking about age here, we're talking about El Horford being done at 32. Isaiah's going to be 30. You're going to give him a five-year contract. He's going to be 35. We don't know what his body's going to be like when he's 35 years old. He's not going to have the same speed he has right now. He's not going to be the same playmaker he is right now because he's going to lose that speed. We saw it with AI, and he's not, I mean, frankly, he's not as good as AI. And it's something where... You know, I think Isaiah Thomas is a great player and it's a great story what's happening with Isaiah Thomas. But you can't mortgage, you know, a ton of money on this one guy who might not be there in five years where Markel Fultz can be here for See, 15 but years.
2: What they could also do, and this is me looking at the draft order, because mm-hmm. I'm going to look at the Bulls because they're the ones that I've been thinking about. You're telling me, would you want Markel Fultz, who, yes, is a phenomenal talent and You're would be worthy of right number now. one. No. The Bulls or Celtics? A trade between them. Okay, if you're the Celtics, would you want? You know what? We're just going to take Markel, and we're happy with getting him out of this draft.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or would you say, you know what? If we can trade that, get Jimmy and the first round from the Bulls? Because I don't think the Bulls could get away with having their first round pick if they're going for the number one. I agree. I getting don't think a Jimmy, Jimmy
0: Butler for the number one straight up. Is getting fair.
2: a Jimmy Butler it's and not. then being able to get either a Justin Patton or a Jared Allen to come in and beat one who can provide rebounds, Amir Johnson. Justin on a, Patton it, can't do that. Well, <laughs> he can get some rebounds down low. Hey, Jared Allen be, could be one, be one that you can get Him and El can get pushed around you together. Can, you can go with Ike from UCLA. He probably isn't the best rebounder out of the three, but you Complete. can go with a big man down low. And who would be there for the five years, and then you don't have to pay Amir Johnson to come back. You can just let him walk.
0: Well, I, I think you're going to let Amir Johnson walk anyways. I don't think you're going to bring him back because I think you're going to go mm-hmm. after a guy like Gordon Hayward. I, I see. The thing is when that, that gets so tricky with with Jimmy Butler and bringing him in because again, two years, and this is the we got to we got to wrap this up mm-hmm. a little bit. But looking at this, the final thoughts I have on this is no, they should not trade this go after Markel Fultz, and go after Gordon Hayward in free agency. because it's I easy think, move. I think that this— Safe I think, move, too. And it's not the safe move. How is this the safe move?
1: Because there's no risk if to it. If they miss on Gordon Hayward, then they're in the same place they were this year. That's the only risk.
0: This is not a risk, though, trading for Jimmy Butler? That, and, and putting all of your stock into two years and not letting it play out?
2: No, that's what I'm saying. The, you're it investing is a, there. It is a risky move, but I look at it, and like my final thoughts on it are, you can go ahead and take Fultz but it's like dave said you don't know if you're going to hit with hayward and if you are then you have to pay him more money than you would have to pay jimmy butler and you can get the bulls pick and get a guy who can add you rebounding later in the draft
0: let's well let, let's let's just put it this way Markel Fultz. What if he turns out to be the the, the great the, the best player in the NBA when he hits his prime? Because he has the possibility to do that with I mean, his scoring ability. It's just gonna, Kyrie I'll put my money on no. no I don't think I'm, I'm, any say, I'm than saying him. if he does hit that, if he does become the greatest, uh, you know, greatest player in the NBA at his prime,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would say that's a, that's you're, we're looking back at this like the trade that Danny Age made for Paul Pierce because you mortgaged your future for two years. You mortgaged your future for a cat to try to beat LeBron. Go after LeBron. Go wait for LeBron to be out of the league. I think that's what you have to do. I think that's. Do you, what you believe that that could go happen? After. What do you mean? I'll
2: ask you. I'll kind of flip it on you. Do you believe that he could be the best, one of the best players yeah. in his I prime? Think he,
0: I think he could be a top ten player in the NBA. Do I think he can be the number one? No, but I, I think that. I, I think well, it depends because then Steph will be most likely gone by his. Prime James Harden will probably no, be Steph
1: won't be gone.
0: Okay, but I'm Steph's saying, an
1: outside shooter. Okay. He's going to be there for years unless his angle's just turn to
0: dust. I think that Markel <laughs> Fultz can overtake him at least if we're if we're saying peak position, peak player, prime player. I mean, right now, I, I would probably put James Harden or Russell Westbrook after the season they had over Steph Curry, and that's maybe because we saw Steph's uh, you know usage decline a little bit, but. Looking at this, I think that Markel Fultz could become the best player in the NBA. He has the potential. See, I don't think so. He has so. the potential to do yeah. it. We I mean it's all about potential here. And mm-hmm. then, I know that's what we're doing. That's all the draft is. You're investing it. So and
2: just the last thing I'll say and yep. then I'll shut up is the only reason I don't think I'll say I say that is because same criticism I have with Ben Simmons. Couldn't bring his team. Couldn't even make the field to 64 in college.
0: That I find beans. Couldn't
2: even make the team a – Like, the, we're getting the, we're getting more than 64 to where I could throw a dart at the board and
0: make the college tournament. I think – You – Wait, wait, wait. What he means you like, Find a team. Like, I could find oh, a team, okay. that, especially you entire, when you're in the you know, power I five. Won. I thought you meant uh, – I you, you thought you said you could take <laughs> no, your team. I, could I was throw, like, you're not taking the uh, could, fight in the lineup to the tournament.
2: Especially if it's a power five school. There's, like, no reason why if you're the number one – draft pick, you can't will and kind of will your way into the tournament by yourself.
0: Yeah, if you're on a shitty team and you're the only player on that team and you get hurt because you're just putting all of your effort but into that team. But we've seen before
1: with, other, mm-hmm. with other top picks. Who? I'm just saying we've Who? seen it I don't, Who? I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to
0: waste Ant- your time. Anthony Bennett wasn't a power five. He sucked. He was garbage. He made it to the tournament. Oh, Anthony hey, Bennett was the that.
1: consensus one, though. <laughs> he
0: was number one, though. He was I'm just saying one, he was number
1: one. It was not a consensus one. Just he
0: was mocked his eighth, as close as a week before the draft. Who went number one?
1: I'm not arguing with that. Who
0: went number one? You're not arguing a fact because it's a fact. Anthony Bennett went number one. I'm just saying... How many number one picks have have been successes in the NBA tournament? We've seen bust at that spot, and they've gone to the NBA tournament, ter- the NCAA tournament. I'm sorry. Is coincidence tournament. that
1: everyone in the All NBA teams one through three have, uh, unless they were foreign or came from all high school. been tournament teams? But okay, mm-hmm. so we're just saying in they college? appeared there. Yeah, the fact that yeah he they just get his made
2: team the, to the, tournament. the tournament, not being further, just played a game in the tournament. That, he had That's one
1: fresh... the top fifteen players in
0: the NBA theoretically. I'm just saying Markel Fultz had a shitty team. He had a shitty coach, and Hey, Lonzo Ball
2: took a team that didn't even make the tournament and brought them deep into the tournament. That team had
0: 15 wins. Lonzo Ball was also a fantastic facilitator and had uh, T.J. Leaf, who was a top prospect, coming in as well.
2: That team was—he basically saved Alford's career.
0: They were 15 and 16. Alford's son was already a great shooter. T.J. Leaf was a, a top prospect. Lonzo was a top prospect. You look at Ike, he was a top prospect as well. So you, they had top prospects on that team. Markel Fultz, he was the only top prospect on that team. I think maybe Thibault was the only other one that maybe cracked the top 100. So he, there was two players on that, and Thibault maybe was like 70. So I think that Markel Fultz should get off on that. And I think that we'll see... Down the line, you know, I, I don't think the NC tournament holds as much weight and as much value as we think we do. Well, let's move on now to the Lakers, and we we're going to be talking about should the Lakers trade the number 2 overall pick for Paul George? I think you just talked about an undefeated uh, article, yep. Ricky, that... Uh, pretty much stated that question, um, and and I'm actually gonna pull up that question because I want to make sure I'm getting it right. You sent it uh from Snapchat, right, from the mm-hmm. ESPN Snapchat. Trade the number two pick for Paul George. One writer says here's why the Lakers should. So we're gonna pose that question: Should the Lakers trade the number over two overall pick? Which we all had Lonzo Ball uh, going to the Lakers at the number two overall pick. So should the Lakers trade that pick for Paul George?
2: I'm gonna say no, and the reason being is I look at this Laker team. They don't know what—I don't think they know what they want to do yet, and it's a completely different situation than we just talked about the with Boston. Mm-hmm. Boston is established. There's a reason that they, A, made the playoffs, something the Lakers didn't even do, um, and, two, are in the Eastern Conference Finals because they are an established franchise and because they're an established team with their leader in IT. The Lakers don't have that. They have a lot of young players that— They're not quite sure what they want to do with some of them. I mean, there's even talks of, I've seen some comments in our comment section, oh, draft Lonzo Ball and then trade D'Angelo. The craziest thing I saw, trade D'Angelo Russell for Jaleel Okafor, what kind of a weird trade would well, that be because John. they were drafted right next to didn't each we, other?
0: Didn't we talk about that
1: before? <laughs> we have had this. We, we were the ones who broke that news apparently uh, months ago without even knowing.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I forget. What what, what we say that was funny about it? That uh, Philadelphia had the chance to draft him Yeah, draft yeah. Job. Or, No, mm-hmm. it was the other way. D'Angelo, uh, the Lakers had the, the opportunity to draft John and they, they, they missed on him. Um, I, guess, I just think two? if you don't
2: know what to do and everything, like Jeannie with... What she's done to kind of take over the team and bring in magic. And it's like, you know what? We're not going to mention the Showtime Lakers anymore. This is a new Laker team. Mm-hmm. Keep the pick. Well, look, you need someone to market.
0: And, and I think the biggest thing that comes into factor is Paul George's contract because mm-hmm. now with the All NBA teams coming out, um, if Paul George made it an All NBA team, he would have been uh, put into that new. The highest uh, desi- paid player yeah, in basketball. He would have been put into that new designated player extension that's a part of the new uh, collective bargaining mm-hmm. agreement. Um, and that would have given him five years, 210 million. Now I think it, the max that the Pacers can offer him is 133 million. Paul George is a LA kid; has been vocal about wanting to go to LA. So looking at this, Dave, I mean, should they trade it now, or should they just wait until you know Paul George just becomes a free agent?
1: I mean, I think the the pressure is really on Indiana on this one because. The writing's on the wall. They couldn't get it done this year, mm-hmm. and they they pulled out all the stops in free agency this past year. We, we gave them one of the highest grades possible for free agency because of the moves they made. It just didn't pan out. They didn't have um, enough coordination between the guys they brought in, and I think they don't want to do what OKC did and lose their star for nothing. I think that's the biggest concern for Indiana. So I think Indy's probably the one actually pushing this one, and it's not without reason to say... Maybe the Lakers should consider this because I think Lonzo Ball. I'm I'm the one who actually called him overrated, but like I think that there's a question mark around you know how much value can he bring and how quickly can he bring it. Can you stand to be a terrible Laker team in a town with that reputation with it with a franchise with that historic um, you know a sense of winning to it? And you're gonna tell me ah oh, we're just gonna keep pushing back further and further and maybe maybe eventually we'll try to compete in the West.
0: And I think that's the biggest thing, too, is because I think I, I, you know, before this season, I said when, with the, the addition of Luke Walton, that this team was mm-hmm. two to three years away from, yeah. from making the NBA yep. play, playoffs. And I thought, you know, especially after, after the start they got to, I was like, yeah, for sure they could do it. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and now it's getting a little murky. It's getting a little questionable because. you you look at D'Angelo Russell and he wasn't he didn't progress like you wanted to Um, you just completely fell off the cliff on being sold on Julius Randle completely I still have faith in him Jordan Clarkson's looking like we found his place that maybe he's going to be a six man at best or you know uh, (laughs) one of the uh, lower half yeah lower half combo guards or lower half point guards or shooting guards of the league Um, and you look at at, uh, Brandon Ingram he just wasn't ready at all so he actually
1: in all honesty he actually looked pretty good for what I expected
0: I'm I'm not saying he's bad but I'm saying like ready to be a star like he's got a lot he's got a while I mean look look at Kobe's first year
1: look at Kawhi's first year look at Jimmy Butler's first couple of years people don't usually come in the league and dominate that's something for exceptional generational Mm -hmm. talent I'm
0: not saying no I I wasn't for LeBron I I wasn't saying like he he, you know he looks awful I'm just saying it Mm -hmm. looks like you know I was thinking he was gonna be ready in like two to three years that's why he was gonna be that next thing I think it's going to be more like four to five years when he fully comes into his body, when he fully develops his game, when he Until fully time. starts averaging over like 17 points per, day, per mm-hmm. game. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying it looks like he needs more time than we originally thought, or I originally Possibly. thought. So I think it's something where it's it's what you said, where it's it's the pressure of L.A., and it's the pressure of where do you think this team's going to go. So... Um, looking at you know Lonzo specifically because that's pretty much the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the Pacers side, should the Pacers be pursuing this deal at all? Because yes. Lonzo is a player that you know people are iffy on. Dave calling him mm-hmm. overrated. Should the Pacers be wanting this deal?
2: Yes, they should. And it's one of those things where I see it and I go, you know what? Why would if I'm the Lakers want to trade for PG13 when like Dave said he wants to go there? Just wait so if he wants to go there, here, yeah. I'll wait. I'll take Lonzo Ball. Let him play through his rookie year, and then you can come. Yeah, it'd be less money, but I think PG thirteen would leave the money on the table to leave Indiana because Indiana is kind of a dumpster fire right well, now. I would I say know. I don't know I wouldn't uh, come fire. Uh, without
1: PG thirteen. Without well, PG dumpster thirteen, fire, which would... Miles Turner is still a great young player, and then it's kind of question marks as far as what else they're building around. I think dumpster fire is a little harsh. Yeah, I, okay. think, I agree. For a team that si- made you know significantly worse. Thing, yes,
2: the thing is though, if I'm the Lakers, why would I make the deal? So if I'm the Pacers, I want to push this because a you get Paul George out of town, who mm-hmm. you think you're not really sold that he's going to come back unless you think that he is, which I don't know why you would think that.
0: You don't want a KD happening. And two,
2: you can sit there, you can take Ball, or you can say, you know what, we've got the number two pick. We can either try to shop it, not saying they should, I'm just saying it's an option, or we got a decision where we can take Ball, we can take Jackson, we can take anybody at two.
0: Well, I think that's the thing that that becomes more interesting. I don't know if they take Ball, because... You mentioned mm-hmm. you're getting rid of uh, a small forward. Why not go after a guy that yeah. you think could be number one overall in Josh mm-hmm. Jackson?
1: And his top end potential is, you know, questionably higher. So.
0: Yeah, and, and it could be similar to Paul George if he develops a shot. I mean, you know, he, you know, Paul George notably a great two way player, mm-hmm. um, notably a great scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Josh Jackson has that scoring ability, but we know probably needs
1: def- to develop that shot yeah. a little bit. But you know, time will tell.
0: We know the defensive prowess that, that Josh Jackson has, so I think that gets into the question now because we we mentioned both sides here. I think, and we'll get to we'll talk about the Lakers a little bit more, but it's more of of, would the Pacers undersell Paul George just to get something back from him, so a KD situation doesn't happen. Because then it comes up, you know, do they even need to trade the number two at all for Paul George, or could they do a smaller package for him? Because I look at this, and if I'm the Lakers, again, I'm with mm-hmm. you guys. Why trade the number two overall pick when we can get a, a possible superstar in Lonzo Ball and just wait a year? Yep. You know, let the let the young core develop, let them gain their own. Uh, you know, kind of uh, com- camaraderie, and then just bring in Paul George mm-hmm. and see how it works. Exactly. It makes the most sense to me, but then, you know, you got to think, well, the Indiana Pacers don't want to lose Paul George out for nothing. So, do you think that the Indiana Pacers could potentially undersell Paul George to make sure they get something back from him? I mean, I'm not not
1: s- until the trade deadline.
0: Yeah, I think there, there's okay. a clock
1: on that one, and they haven't had to push it yet because they still have this whole offseason season two offseason up to the trade line Mm -hmm. to make moves to impress paul george be like look we're going in the right direction if you stay here a we can give you the most money but b we're doing whatever it takes to build around you we made moves last year wasn't the most successful we're going to learn from those and we're going to go ahead and continue making moves to try to make sure that you are the focal piece of this team and we can build around you and we're going to support you any way we can like it has to be a total sales job by them but in their hearts they're going to have to know like At what point are we losing this battle? When when Mm -hmm. is it beyond feasible to think that we have a shot at re signing him and if it hits below fifty percent, I think they have to pull the ripcord and they at that point you're not gonna get a fair deal.
0: And looking at the like what what do you think the Lakers, you know, because if that's we're into the trade deadline here, you're gonna see Lonzo Ball Jordan Clarkson, D'Angelo Russell, uh, your board, Larry Nance, Julius Randle. What do you think the Pacers should go after then on that Lakers team, out of those Lakers assets that they should go and get? Because well, they don't have that. Their, you're their saying
2: like if they don't do it now and it, we're at the
0: trade, trade deadline, deadline now? Yes, trade deadline. Say Lonzo's on the team. I
2: don't even think the Lakers are the target anymore. It, when we get to that it's point for the
0: Pacers, it's who, who wants Who wants, wants to borrow them for the playoffs? Who wants them and what do you want? So, do you think the Lakers then would be more rushed to make a deal, or no. do you think they should just wait? Because no. I, even even if he gets traded to a team that he does want to go to, um, not, I don't I know. I what, say, what if specific. Boston
1: gets a steal on him for you know the right. last two months of the year into the playoffs, and they end up going to like Eastern Conference Finals, or, or perhaps they that do one, something even better, and he's that, like, that, that's "Hey, interesting. if I stick around here, make it work." That's interesting so because
2: it also has a little bit you of can tease uh, him. well, not just that; it has a little bit of. Uh, Celtic Laker rivalry, rivalry. Yeah. where I'm assuming Magical that Magic Johnson doesn't want to lose to the Celtics <laughs> well, at all and I <laughs> yeah, in thing, anything.
0: And I think one thing, too, we've we got to take, it, take it into account. I don't know if they can offer him five years just because he's a new. I don't know. I, I think the, the contract situation will be different because the, mm-hmm. they can't offer him the same amount of money that the Pacers could have. I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that, but I yeah. think if he, he does get traded, again, I, I would be correct in the comments. I know these, these guys know more. Uh, at least when it comes to, at least mm-hmm. you know contract-wise, mm-hmm. um, when, it, when it comes to this. But I, I'm pretty sure that the Celtics and Lakers could you know It's not as much as a gap as $40 million as it would with Indiana right. and the Lakers next year. So do you think that the Lakers, again, would be rushed? Because if we're talking about the Celtics here, Paul George is an L.A. kid. Do you think that they would be rushed to get a deal done to make sure they get him? Do they need Paul George to be successful later down the road with these players?
2: They don't need to, but it wouldn't hurt. It would not hurt to go ahead and grab him because if he wants to come to L.A. and you think that with Lon, like, if you think, okay, we can keep the number two, Lonzo Ball, and bring him mm-hmm. in, work with this team, it could give you this year just to say, hey, you know what, let's figure out what we have to do. Do we have to move D'Angelo Russell? What are we going to do with this player, or that player, or all these young players that they have, work it out this year. Then in free agency goes, you like us, we like you. Come on, let's make a deal, man. That's such let's an make easy a pitch.
0: Deal. I mean, I want to sign right now with LA uh, after that pitch you gave us, Dave. Looking at <laughs> looking at the way that this roster would shape out. Say they do get Paul George, what do you see the the the, the capabilities of being? Because we talked about Gordon Hayward, you know, going to Boston in in the first segment, and then and that, if that they push that. Well, I'm saying you know, I'm saying I was just saying you know, comparing it to where mm-hmm. you were saying. Well, then is Jalen Brown going to come off the bench? would Brandon where would Brandon Ingram be pushed so we're saying Lonzo's number 1 D, D, D'Angelo Russell's the number 2 right. Brandon Ingram's the 3 and then Paul George is the 4 like how yeah. would how would they circle around that lineup does D'Angelo Russell need to move does does certain players need to move to make sure Paul George is a fit on this team for the future
1: No I mean I, I think at this point all of their bench players all of, their core is young and that's mm-hmm. you're you're kind of playing with house money at that point the problem is you're playing with house money in LA a see that maybe doesn't have the best patience for another abysmal season uh, another number 2 overall chance you know nobody wants to watch that because again next year you don't have your pick that that's over to the 76ers at this point guaranteed mm-hmm. done so losing games and won't it's help you anymore yeah yeah losing games won't help you anymore so at this point they need to start getting wins they need to start seeing some building around them so i think that you know if they do stick with uh, if they wait if they wait it out and keep you know Alonzo at the one and move over uh, D'Lo to the two, I'm good with that. And then becomes the question, like you said, is uh, Rand- or is Randall gonna stay at the four? Are they gonna go with uh, Ingram off the bench? It, it becomes kind of that question mark for how would Paul George fit into this team as they grow. And I think that'll kind of work itself out because you know me, I don't I don't love Randall the most, but he would be an RFA you know the next year, so mm-hmm. you do have some time to see. Like I think at this point we've kind of. I don't want to call it because it's not he hasn't had his prime but we know what we're going to get out of him.
0: And Ricky, you know, because you're the you're the Luke Walton guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were putting him top 5 coach um Love at the, the beginning of the season, right? Well, he was a top 5. For, he was in Ricky's Ricky. top 5, yeah. Um looking at the, the possible lineup. Say I'm going to give you five players here okay. uh, uh, from the Lakers and and how would you configure this lineup? So you have Lonzo Ball, you have D'Angelo Russell, you have Brandon Ingram, you have Paul George, and you have Zubac because that's their—they're mm-hmm. their loving that prospect uh, that they drafted last year in so the, in the later not. half. He's—he's good—he was a good pickup. How would you finagle that roster? Would you have Brandon Ingram at the four? Would you have Paul Paul George at the four? I'd have what to would you look them at, them at at the four? At? Well, yeah. I'm, and, I'm, I'm giving you those five options, so you, you have to put one of those at the four. Which one do you think works well? Which one do you think could fit that Draymond Green uh, pick and pop? I mean, obviously <laughs> I don't not think
2: none of them. No, no I'm not fit. saying
0: exactly Draymond mm-hmm. Green. I mean, if we're well, saying body type, then it's Julius Randle's going to fit it. But yeah, we're saying but those out of four those players, full,
2: uh, out of those five, because like you said, Zubat is going to be at the center. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, balls at the one, D'Lo at the two. Um, I mean, I would. I would lean towards Paul George at the three and Brandon Ingram at the four only because—and the height's not even that much of a difference. Like, it's not a huge difference. They're both the same, but the wingspan for Brandon Ingram, the only thing with Brandon Ingram, he's undersized. So He's maybe yeah. Yeah, no we maybe I would go with Paul George at the four and Ingram at the five just because of that
0: do you think you mean the three <laughs> the three the three yeah. Yeah. We know uh,
1: I, th- th- I think honestly it would end up being you know you'd run Randall at the four you have Ingram coming off the bench with that unit with Clarkson and I'd, I'd be more comfortable there because I think Ingram is such a good defender. And he, that's something that second units don't usually have.
0: Well, the thing I want to bring up then is, is would you be stunting Brandon Ingram's growth, and would you rather yes. have him be in the starting lineup and possibly play him at the two? Because we brought up that, that idea before, that Brandon yeah. Ingram could possibly play the two. Oh, he can. That means D'Lo is going out. Would you, would you be more comfortable playing Brandon Ingram on the bench, Ricky, or, and, and trading uh, and, and keeping D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. or would you be more comfortable starting Brandon Ingram at the two and trading D'Angelo Russell?
2: I would trade D'Angelo Russell for a four. And the reason being is I could play either Ingram or George at the two and then put the other one at the three. Obviously, you might put you're gonna, you're, you put Ingram there yeah. because he's undersized, but either or, you can put either player there. I would like that a little better than trying to fit Russell at the two he's fit. and
0: then, then yeah. trying
2: to fit one of the other. I would rather try to fit George or Ingram at the two than try to fit one the, of them at the four. The question the
1: four. then becomes, is it— Time to move one of the other pieces if they go out and say they do go, and if they get George now or if they get George in the future, is it time to move one of the guys who you know maybe was a young guy who you had prospects for, but maybe isn't going to work out with you, but still has value around the league? You know, a guy like D'Angelo Russell has been talked about a lot because I think a lot of people, um, have not seen where he should be, and you know, Mm -hmm. his uh chemistry as the team has always been in question. And then you have guys like, for me, Julius Randle, who's underperformed, Brendan Ingram, who, extremely young, extremely raw still, so who knows. Larry Nance, quality backup, um, power forward for a lot of teams. Backup the best. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, you have all of these younger guys, and Jordan Clarkson, who you just signed to a contract, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, it's like, he's got value out there, for sure, because you're stuck with terrible contracts like Dang and Moskov, you might have to pair God, to move some of those things. <laughs> the, it, it might be out yeah. there to pair those.
0: I, I, one thing, I still don't understand how you're not fit on Julius Randle. Like, I had over 15 per, the guy shot 48% from the field. He's not a great 3% shooter, but, you know, so he's grabbing 8 rebounds a game. He's putting out 3 assists per game. He's, he put, he's putting up 13 points per game. I'm still sold on Julius Randle. I'm just saying that. Doesn't pass my test. Anyways, the um, <laughs> the the other the two final questions I, I have to ask you are okay. um, the first thing is do you see a possibility of a sign and trade uh for the pay, with the Pacers and the Lakers happening once uh, Paul George's contract's up? Do you think that will happen where the Pacers could get something out of that or do you think it's no matter what it's going to be like KD going to the Golden State Warriors? If Paul, that's what happens. If
2: Paul George is gracious, then it'll happen. That's I the only so. reason. I
1: think I think he's just going to walk. He's going to decline the player option. Mm-hmm. And because at the trade deadline, like they're gonna try to find someone if they, like I said, if he's able to sign, but the thing, yes, yeah, the so horse
0: that does horse thing, you still gotta realize. I think he's he would be able to get that 177 million. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if he does sign with the Pacers and then they trade him, do you think that would be? I mean, would you think that would be the, the smartest move for Paul George?
1: I, I think he just wants to go to LA. Regardless, Man. that's his thing. It's his hometown. And no offense to the Midwest. I, I mean, wherever we're from, Chicago, mm-hmm. it's not exactly, you know, full of stuff to do all the time. You go to L.A. No, that's
2: especially where, Indiana. Sorry, Indiana. Yeah,
0: Indiana sucks. Yeah. Um, but the, the, There's the, a
2: reason why when you drive through it, says Crossroads of America.
0: The only cool thing in Indiana is the sign that says, like, God is real. It's like a big, it's a. It's like a, it's like probably like a football field wide. It just says God is real. And you're like, what the hell I'll, I'll put is, it like, in the middle of a highway. I'll put it this way. Yeah.
2: It, this happened literally this week. My mom was watching, uh. What was it? The family feud, and they had someone from Indiana on. What did she say? People are either coming and going. That's all you're doing in Indiana. You're coming, and then you're going.
0: So this is the, that actually plays into the yeah. final question I have. Will Paul George be leaving Indiana yeah. and going going to the Los Angeles Lakers specifically in the next two years?
2: I'm gonna say 70% chance. 70% seventy
1: percent chance.
0: Seventy percent. Seventy to seventy five percent. Over chance. over or under seventy percent chance? Over.
1: I think this one's kind of written. As much as everybody said, it, it's like as guaranteed as ball going to the Lakers. It was one of those things where I just no, like, that's a That makes 110. sense. It's it's
0: gonna happen. I'd say ninety five percent chance. I'd say I'd I'll say go this-
1: ninety nine something
0: I Well, mean, 99 point something cuz dave dave is that I got to just near max it out dave is that flaky where he can't Leave even say 99.9 9. no <laughs> you're flaky dave anyways <laughs> uh i think we all are ingredients obviously that uh, paul george will be a laker but they should not trade for him and give up a value ass- asset like no, the number no. 2 a Ball has
1: so much more value at this point like it, you well, can't you can't let him walk for a guaranteed thing down the road
0: I, and i, I want to clear that not value uh, with talent wise value because of control with Paul George, because he can just come to your team and you don't have to give that up and mm-hmm. you can have the you know same values just pairing him up. So, anyways, but let's move on to one of my favorite players in the NBA, Baby Brown Braun, our boy Baby Brown Brown. No, Baby Brown Brown baby plays Bron. for the
1: Suns. The Beast. LeBron James plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. The
0: King, the GOAT. Yeah. LeBron James. Uh the question is will LeBron James be the goat if he makes it to an, another NBA finals uh, and it's looking for sure that he's going to do it. I said uh Cavs in 5 I think in my Eastern Conference Finals you might, preview. You might be off by
1: one game there.
0: Ry- Riley said my uh, my ass was out of line. I think they're going to sweep them. Yeah. Uh, I just said 5 to be nice. <laughs> uh,
1: but looking at this,
0: uh love you Riley. Uh, but looking love at you this, the Boston. This will be LeBron James's seventh straight NBA finals. Mm-hmm. If he makes it uh, there, which I think it's for sure that he will make it. I don't mm-hmm. think Boston's going to upset him um, and, and take four out of six uh, in, in the next series is recording this on the 19th. Um, so would LeBron James become the GOAT if he... Uh, if he made it to another NBA Finals, this would be seven straight. Michael is the goat, and I think all of our eyes is right now. He made it to six NBA Finals, one, six, six and zero. That's Ricky's P, biggest. P, yeah. yeah, this is b- Ricky's biggest defense for it. And he would have been d- eight if he didn't go play baseball. Well, if he was didn't have a gambling problem. Yep. Um, so, do you think that LeBron James could be in the question for you, Ricky, of becoming the goat? Because I know no. he, he definitely won't be the goat.
2: No, he won't be the goat, and. That's why I said question. The thing that I'm thinking of is— The discussion for you. Here's how I think of it. For me, Mm -hmm. the greatest of all time is Michael Jordan. will always be Michael Jordan, 6-0, unless someone does the same thing, goes like 7-0 or 8-0. The thing that I kind of think of is, to me, there are three players in my lifetime of watching basketball that are the top. Like, they are at the table— Watching over everybody
0: else, MJ, Kobe,
2: LeBron, MJ, Kobe, and LeBron. Will he be the best out of those three? No, Michael's Michael's the leader of those three, but they're kind of like the higher tier. They are the highest that you can get in the NBA.
0: So what you're saying is the only way LeBron James could have become the goat is was it was if he went undefeated in the NBA Finals.
2: He went undefeated in the NBA Finals. He's also. It's like one loss, like that first loss in Cleveland would have been like, fine, you know what, I'll overlook that one. Oh, gracious. But then he he loses to Dallas after saying the, because that's the thing with Michael that, I mean, I always loved as a kid. Michael didn't have to come out here and say, not one, not two, not three. No, Michael just showed you. Michael just oh, showed you that he, he talked the talked an best.
1: incredible amount of shit on the floor.
2: Yeah, while he was kicking your ass is basically what it was. The Magic were, oh, you're wearing 45, not the real 23. He came out with 23 the next game and kicked their ass. And I'm not saying LeBron doesn't have that same kind of attitude in his play. We're See, seeing it this Le- year. LeBron goes how, super saiyan. We're yeah. seeing it how, this how year. How about the
0: fact that the only players we to score like, 35 in four straight games was LeBron in 2017, and the last player to do it before him was LeBron in 2009, eight years apart.
2: And that's the thing, like he <laughs> no answer. Had, he, no, and that's where, and that's where I, I'm going with the the three of Kobe, LeBron, and Michael, what, because they all have that. They all have it in them, but Michael just took it to the next level. What I what I want to ask Michael, you, it never turned off. What
0: I want what I, I want to ask you is Michael is number one. Who mm-hmm. is because I know you love Kobe. Is Kobe two then? I might
2: I might put LeBron at two only because. Kobe's body gave up, and LeBron's body's not going to so give up. So
0: are we just basing this on career that, achievements? That's what I want to know are we what say, defines
2: yeah. the GOAT for you? Because for me, there's a lot
0: of factors that could build
2: into it. For me, it is if I had—I'm going to pose it with this question. If I had one player, one player that I had to put my life on, this player wins a one-on-one game.
0: So this is just a one-on-one, five-on-five? like A, one, a
2: one-on-one. Or a five-on-five, five, however you want to go. I have to put my life on it. They lose, I die. I'm picking Michael Jordan each and every time.
0: And it's because of each and every player time. he is? Because
2: of the type of player he is, because you look at his accomplishments, and at the highest pinnacle, he never lost. He never allowed his team to even be put in that situation of we
0: are going to lose this series. But then again, you have, in to, look the finals. At, you have to look at the, the teams that he played compared to Le, the teams LeBron played. I mean, LeBron played tougher teams. He played three times, I think three times, three times he played the Spurs, the dynasty of the Spurs, and went one and two, right? Or Yeah, one and two, because he lost against Kawhi. Beat him once, and then lost in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So he had to play the dynasty mm-hmm. that is Greg Popovich. He had to play uh, up against uh you know Golden State twice. Beat we'll him. Be a third time. third time. I think this that's year. that's going to change it. I mean, Dave, looking at this, you haven't spoken at all. I mean, <laughs> what, what I'm just you... kind of marveling in this. Yeah, yeah, he he's he's the one who's super passionate about it because I Lebron. He's, he's the Homer. He's the hardcore Homer for MJ, and I understand that you're in the middle, and I'm on I'm on Lebron side.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think in all honesty, what defines Goat is something that no one can really define it's it's to each their own kind of a thing in Mm -hmm. my opinion i think there's definitely a mount rushmore of nba players Mm -hmm. and in the modern nba lebron is most certainly the leader in in terms of what he can do there's no one else on this earth who can do what he can do and that's something special he is for his size he has the quickness of someone much smaller but he also has the power of someone you know who is 6'8 250 and he can move like a freaking gazelle it it, that part doesn't make sense. The mm-hmm. fact that he has such amazing passing ability, and he's an incredibly unselfish player, but at the same time, he has learned when to take the shot for himself and when to take over games in crucial moments in a crucial series like last year, defining himself with that 3-1 comeback and absolutely leading the uh, Cavaliers in every category. I mean, there's something to be said about...
0: A triple-double the, in Game 7,
1: too. The, the ability to do that is something special, and I think it's... We're we kind of taking it for granted because we're getting to watch it now versus uh, Michael Jordan, who we watched mm-hmm. growing up. We got we were there for the double well, three peats, and, and we didn't watch the struggles early in his career that created who he was with LeBron. We've seen him going against the bad boys all and the way blurry. through his career, and I think we're sort of I think that it's easy to take it for granted what we're seeing now well, is just something no one's ever seen before.
2: And the only knock I have with, and of course this goes into a topic of. Like it's totally different eras between Michael and It is LeBron. The only thing I don't like about last year's finals, and there have been Was some that people that no, there have been some people that have said it already. It's the Draymond Green, yeah. Is he a scumbag player last year? Yeah. But LeBron James tattled Forever. LeBron James basically tattled no, to get him thrown out of that game. If Draymond Green plays Kevin in that Love next injury, game,
1: carry it, I, I get it.
2: But if he plays in that game... LeBron doesn't win that series, Michael wouldn't have done that. Michael would have been like, okay, that's how it's going to play. I'm just going to drop 50 on you and win.
0: Yeah, so LeBron also didn't step up because he totally didn't just go off in the last three games as well. He also didn't put up near a triple double in the last game. He also didn't have one of the greatest blocks we've seen in NBA history in Game 7. Yes, he didn't take the shot like Kyrie did. He didn't hit the game winner, the game sealer. Um, he didn't have the close on, on Steph, but he did have one of the greatest blocks that turned the tides and and pretty it's much iconic. kept the game in there. I mean, see, I, I I think that, you know, obviously you have, you know, Michael in your heart. You have mm-hmm. Michael, uh, you know, ingrained in your Chicago kid. Totally understand it. I mean, Sammy Sosa was my favorite player. And then, you know, my that was shattered when uh, his bat shattered. And, you know, I saw the cork. And then he and forgot then, how
1: to speak English, yeah,
0: coincidentally. Well, I don't know what that has to do with anything. But, uh, <laughs> you know, his bat shattered cork mm-hmm. was there. Every interview steroids. ever that happened after that, he mysteriously couldn't answer questions. That's what that was. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying he was a, he used, back steroid, to, back to used steroids and corked his back. What I'm saying was just that, like, you know, you didn't have that glass mm-hmm. shatter. Jordan, glass was never shattered. Jordan was always a great player. Jordan had those moments that were ingrained in you. I think also with me, I grew up with LeBron as my player. I mean, mm-hmm. my first ever Jersey was was uh, was Michael Jordan on uh, the Wizards. Uh, but then I look at you know what? what?
2: <laughs> I don't know. That never happened.
0: That did happen. Not didn't the last two years of his career. Not no, didn't. He's still um, the best player on those teams.
1: Is a <laughs> sad part.
0: Anyways, what I'm saying is that I have seen. Something that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen players like Kobe Bryant who have been able to put up against the, the same amount of points, you know, be able to score and dominate a game like Michael Jordan d- did, at least scoring wise. But no mm-hmm. one has ever been able to do what LeBron James is doing with his physicality, with his speed, with his size, with his ability to score, with his ability to rebound, with his ability to be a playmaker. I've never seen anything like that before. I mean, maybe Magic before, but Magic wasn't the scorer that LeBron was. Uh, Magic wasn't the guy that was so dynamic with his athleticism. I've never seen an athletic player, and like Dave mentioned, 6'8", 250, mm-hmm. the guy is like a, you've seen Bolt out there, he's a tight end who, who, who would, he was just so fast, fluid, quick in his motion, 32 years old, but he's been playing for 14 years, has been, you know, having arguably one of the greatest playoffs we've seen of all time at 32, and this is after a season where his body should be breaking down, it's just something where I marvel at his game all the time, where LeBron, or I'm sorry, Michael's game was kind of just stuck. And I'm, he, I'm not saying he evolved, evolved at a bad over time. time. I it, mean, he did develop a shot, but it's something I was more say, of. He
1: went from early he on. Also, as, didn't
2: come out as like like LeBron came out as number one pick. This guy is going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, it was Michael Jordan. Yeah.
2: Nobody knew that it was going to be. Oh, this is going to be the greatest basketball player for the next couple decades.
0: So, but LeBron's lived up to the hype.
2: No, I'm not saying. And, been, and that's the thing. I'm not trying to take anything away. From LeBron James.
1: Like,
0: oh, he's a shit player, but, LeBron. But also, like, is Michael this, Jordan,
1: is no, is I'm this not saying your that because of value on the
2: championship? No, and it, another point I was going to bring up mm-hmm. is a thing that I will think will always hurt LeBron when it comes to being compared to Michael Jordan, and this is, again, I know it's because of different eras, and P, uh, players didn't do this when I was growing up in the 90s. Jordan stuck it out with one team— for his entire career. Had a three-peat with basically one team. And then left that team. Left that team. Then had a new team with new guys and still three-peated.
0: But, where, oh, wait, left his team because of personal issues.
2: But he didn't go to it. Like, it wasn't He, the he same walked thing. out on his team. No, no, no. He didn't he gave because... He up on the sport. He didn't give up on the sport because you got to think of what was going on at the, the time. fucking
0: parents. Was, what was going on? I'm sorry. His
2: dad died. And the whole reason he left was, hey, I told my dad one thing I wanted to do was play baseball. And that's the whole reason he went to play baseball is because of what happened it? with his dad. And of course there are other things that you could have played into it, but I look at that sentimental value and him leaving for baseball for two years is completely different than, Hey, I'm not winning championships here. I'm going to go play with my buddy in Miami and this guy who's following us because that's who
0: but, Bosch but was you're, at the time you're, okay, to win championships. But so you're, you're, you're saying that LeBron's uh, you know, dominance is lesser because he didn't do it on one team.
2: The decision is a, t- is a just bad thing on LeBron's but, career but also, that he will never be able to wash off but, completely.
0: But is it the decision to leave, or is it just the actual program it's, of the decision, the hour a, that we lived on it's
2: ESPN? It's A, the action of actually, because to me, I look at but, it and I go, wait, wait. If he actually wanted to win, like the winning at Cleveland, this one's for you, is great. But it would have meant so much better and it would have meant so much more for his legacy if he did it staying there the whole time. But you can't. It was the action to
0: actually do it, and then how he did it didn't really help. But you also have to look at Cleveland, they weren't giving him any help. Cleveland wasn't giving him oh, any help. That's the reason Cleveland. why he left. I'm just saying. But you're just saying you're saying that he he should have stayed because that's what Jordan did. He, he should have stayed there and oh, I'm he just saying, it doesn't, it, out, even I'm just he saying it doesn't. I'm just saying it doesn't look good. So long.
2: It doesn't look good on his,
0: but he on his legacy. It. He toughed it out for seven years with nobody on his team. I mean, his best teammate was Zunas Elgauškus. Like th- that's not that's not a Scottie Pippen. Like I love Ogauskis. He was a, he was a funny looking bald headed guy. who was uh, you know, number eleven. What, what was it, Croatian or something like that? Uh, mm-hmm. He was he was there. His, his second best player, not Scotty Pippen, who is a top hundred player in NBA history, probably top thirty. Like, a, yeah, much, age, higher 100. much higher than hundred. Much higher than hundred. I'm just you know putting him in that ballpark. Yep. Zunas is not even a top hundred big man in NBA no. history. I mean, he didn't have teammates around him. Zunas was still, uh, you know, Agauskas was still getting older. He didn't have that team around him, and it wasn't until that team was built because, you know, uh, what was what's his name? Uh, the owner, Gilbert. Gilbert wasn't giving him any help. Gilbert wasn't bringing anyone next to him like a Scotty Pippen, like a Dennis Rodman, like a Steve Kerr, like a B.J. Well, I, Armstrong, I, like he all got, of he these got the players. I,
2: like, to me, I never saw, maybe because I was, like, I didn't watch the games because I was kind of really young then. I was kind of like one year old.
0: But it, That wasn't even a thought. My parents are still in high school. That team in
2: 91 was not the same as the Dennis Rodman team, is what I'm saying. So, like, the Steve Kerr's weren't there, but really you can say John Paxton was kind of the same kind of player. But the thing is, with LeBron, I'm just saying the decision, the act to do it, but more so the way he did it, will still impact his legacy and I think has to be included when bringing up the GOAT conversation.
1: See, in my mind, the decision is always going to be a blemish, but it's a different league and a different time. And Michael Jordan mm-hmm. had a team that was completely empowering him. We talked about this earlier mm-hmm. about, about building around a player and he had the backing of the organization and they, they made a lot of moves to try to get him the right pieces. LeBron James... Has had to do that himself. He went. Look, I've been with you for how long, and you have yet to put a team around me. I'm going somewhere else, Seven and I'm years. building my own. I'm building my own team. Mm-hmm. That's how this is working. I'm going to Miami. I'm going to get my own role players. Well, Pat again.
2: Riley built the team.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'll give you Pat Riley, yeah, because I love Pat Riley. I love the way that worked out. But when he went, if back, Pat Riley wasn't there. Took his time there, won his games, mm-hmm. won the ring, and then came back home. And what would he do again? He went. I'm building my team. This is this is not something that Michael Jordan was able to do. This is something that has become fairly kind of. I think he's the only person I know who's been able to kind of mold his own team, go to the GM and demand moves be made, bring in the right role players, mm-hmm. and he's made this such a interesting situation because he is you know on a team with two other All Stars, but at the same time the reason they're doing so well is because he's able to make everyone around him such a better player, and these role players get such a so many better looks, so many better opportunities over time. And no offense to Michael, but Michael wasn't a facilitator. He didn't create things for others. He didn't necessarily make everyone on his team better. He just was that fucking good. And I'll give you that, but... LeBron James does something on top of that, and it's I think the difference for me is the killer instinct versus the lack thereof with LeBron James because that was the reason why Kobe is in your discussion, I think. Mm-hmm. He's not in mine, but I respect the hell out of him for it because he has a killer instinct. Mm-hmm. He has that will to win beyond anything else. LeBron James might have it, but he doesn't show it in the same way. And that, and, that's well, kind of as... I think it's something
0: it's something where he doesn't need to take the last shot. I think that becomes more of a facilitator well, I mean, thing where Michael you look at Michael
2: didn't have to take the last shot either. Okay, they were once like the, he didn't it once. Paxton Kerr. And Kerr.
0: Okay. But the thing that I, I was saying is more of you look at you know Jordan, you look at Kobe, mm-hmm. those are two guys that weren't facilitators. They were scorers. They were the guy, they were the guy on the team. where mm-hmm. we talk about this. You know LeBron's a guy that could be a facilitator. LeBron is the facilitator on his team. He's the guy that has the ball in his hands and will make plays for for his opponents. I mean, for his teammates. Mm -hmm. You look at Kyle Korver, mean, Kyle Korver was shooting at a ridiculous rate when he came over, just because he was getting so many open looks from LeBron. LeBron's first um, instinct is just to score for the team and not score for himself. Where I think Jordan, he sees an open. I think I think Dave kind of put it perfectly with the killer instinct thing, where. You know, I think LeBron has a will to win, but he doesn't have that killer instinct. But I don't think that really hurts a player, especially in today's NBA. And I think, again, it probably goes to greatest player of all time. It's how am I going to mold a player? And if I'm going to take a body of anybody, take, you know, what what they all encapsulate, not taking uh, you know accolades altogether because different NBA, different teams, different opponents, no all of that. Yeah. I'm gonna build LeBron James. I'm gonna build a six eight two fifty guy who can run up and down the court with ease and look like you know it look look like a breeze and pretty much be a, a robot out there who's been playing for 14 years at that same level, getting better and better and hasn't broken down. I just think that's something that you know you look at the seven straight NBA Finals, you look at eight total Finals, you look at I think it's five Finals now for his career, five titles, five four titles, LeBron. Man. Three titles? Three titles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Shit. Two Miami, one Cleveland. That's right, because he lost against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And um, he lost
2: against the Mavericks.
0: I think, yeah, well, yeah, and the Spurs. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't twice. count that one. Twice against the Spurs.
2: I don't count that loss. I count the appearance. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he, he lost twice. He lost twice against the Spurs. Uh, Why did I say See, that's the thing about LeBron. I think he mm-hmm. just moved to five titles. And he um, almost,
2: let's be honest. I mean, this is not something, I'm not saying this to knock LeBron's career at all, I'm just bringing it up to bring it up if it wasn't for Ray Allen and a miraculous shot he would have only had two
0: well, that then, but shot. Say, if,
2: that does, if that shot never happens, Spurs win that but series. But then you're also,
0: you're also discrediting the Every last, the, the, the last year's season as well, because if Draymond didn't get suspended, then it wouldn't have gone Exactly. To so, though, so basically though, LeBron, saying LeBron, saying LeBron only has like one title he actually yeah. earned, is
1: yeah. he's <laughs> saying.
0: But then he went to, he went to Miami and didn't win Cleveland, well, really, so therefore that's it doesn't true. count as well, Zero well, titles, like, LeBron's like, got zero like, titles. Really, so if sucks.
2: James Harden showed up, I mean, yeah, you're right, zero.
0: Anyways, I think it's a discussion. I think that's the best thing that we can have. And I think if he wins... Against the Warriors this year, I think it's completely. I think it. I think it's. It's, it's going to be, be unprecedented. I think it's going to be a discussion that we will have to revisit yeah. because if he, if he, it's something about making the finals. If he can add a fourth ring, uh, to his 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 accolades, make it seven mm-hmm. straight finals. If he does it, if he does it for like nine straight finals, I'm going to be. He's going to be the goat in my mind just because he's doing it in what what I think is the best era, uh, player wise mm-hmm. in the NBA.
2: Individual player wise, I think and the I think teams, it's teams as well. I think although like you could probably look back and say, well, Ricky, Michael Jordan, and that Bulls team probably dominated. Sim- not the exact same, but similarly. So You can take it even further to, back
1: to the Celtics and the Lakers of old. But I think that the was like overall NBA teams, teams back when the,
2: the overall teams <laughs> that were around back then were some quality teams, like that Magic team that was around in the early nineties. But the Nick team with apart. Starks and Ewing. The Reggie Miller Pacers were always a tough team to play I, against. I think now be, was was Michael always going to get through it? Yes, but they were tough teams.
0: I think it'd be interesting to put a team like this Boston Celtics team, the Bronze, mm-hmm. going up against this Atlanta Hawks team, your Bulls, and and see how they would do in the old in, in the old days. I don't think I think that you know Jordan mm-hmm. would still beat them, but I think it'd be interesting to see how that how how it play out.
2: Imagine imagine Michael in this league if you couldn't put a hand on him. You couldn't hand-check him.
0: I he think the Warriors would still beat him. So he'd be amazing. I think the Warriors would beat him. He's still amazing. He's still amazing. No, like even more so. Like He's the greatest of all time. He'd be God mode. He was God mode. He was God was mode. Even more God mode. In his mode. second NBA playoffs, he put up 43 points per game. Even <laughs> more God. Think, think It was like six games better. and one of them was 63. It, it was not higher. even liar. better. Anyways. Um... I think it, it's it's a discussion. I think that's good. You asked you asked this question mm-hmm. to Ricky Woodmere a year ago, and he would be saying LeBron's terrible. So at least it's a discussion. We'll revisit if the mm-hmm. Cavs win the finals this year. He's definitely going to be going to seven straight finals. Book it unless he breaks down and gets hurt. <laughs> well, if I just jinx the, LeBron James, I'm going to cry. Both the Warriors
2: <laughs> and the Cavs are going to go 16 and 0 straight to the straight to the finals. No, just four. That's series. Not how it works.
1: Four then 12 and 0. <laughs> yeah, They're 12 not and losing 0.
2: a game
0: before the there finals. You,
2: so you get what I'm saying? <laughs> They're both going 16 <laughs> 0. Go Co-champions. Anyways, they tie every game.
0: <laughs> Anyways, tell us what you think of this uh this conversation down in the comments below. Can LeBron James be the GOAT if he makes it to another finals this year, 27 uh 20, no, 2016-2017 season? Uh, we'll probably revisit this if the Cavs win Two straight. It's going to be interesting. Sorry about saying LeBron winning five titles. I'm off my rocker right now. Uh, we, this this is a, this is the second hour long podcast. It's okay, math this is week.
2: hard. It's, math it's is se- hard. I just messed yeah. it up too.
0: It's, it's the second. <laughs> sec-
1: We've been in the studio for like ten hours in the last two oh, days. Oh, don't, don't say was,
2: it like you don't love Dave it. Dave, sta- oh, I do. Dave
0: started lying on the floor. But anyways, <laughs> tell us you were here yesterday. Uh, I was. Tell us what you think of Baby Brown Brown uh, down in the comments below. Also, don't forget to talk about the Lakers and Celtics if they should trade their picks. Mm-hmm. But for Ricky Whitmer... Dave Oster, I'm Joe Anderson. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.